Hey, peekaboo. <laughs> yeah, it's not Pastor Brandon tonight. You guys get me, which is really exciting for me. I'm excited to be on here. I'm excited to to, to, to spend some time with you all. I mean, I wish it was more on in person and at the church, and I can't wait until that gets to happen. I love you all, and I miss you all, and I, I just can't wait to be able to see everybody in person again and get a hug on people and shake people's hands and be around you all. It'd be amazing. <clears throat> so, uh, and me being on here is probably a surprise to a lot of you right now. A lot of you were, were expecting Pastor Brandon, but he had some things to take care of. He is on the road. So he asked me to fill in. So we're going to try to continue down the same road that Pastor Brandon was going down. And we're, we're actually going to talk about um, one of um, one of Jesus's miracles. And this is thanks to Miss Linda here, my favorite one of them all, and it's raising Lazarus. Anyway, let's uh, let's bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer and ask Him to move on this and help us open our hearts and our minds. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, and we thank you for this opportunity to be able to have this live stream, to be able to have the phone call, to be able to to, to be able to still be able to have church and gather even though it's online. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to do this stuff. And we just thank you for the people that sign in and listen and and watch this, Lord. And I pray that that you use your words through me to move me to the side and, and speak through me on this and open our hearts and our minds, Lord, to receive whatever it is that you have prepared for us, Lord. Lord, I thank you for everything that you have done, are doing, and are going to do, Lord. Lord, I just I, I thank you for everything that you have done. I, Lord, I also want to just lift up the the your your people in this instance right now across America. Lord, I just ask you to be with them and love on them and touch them and hold them and protect them, Lord, from things that are going on, Lord. Each and every one of us ask you to be with our church and our family and just be with them until we get to be next to each other once again. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> so forgive me if I'm not looking directly at this screen for a little bit. It, it uh, kind of caught me off. It's about raising Jesus, raising the dead. And of course, this is going to be in John chapter 11, where it shows Jesus raising Lazarus. So first one started off. Jesus identification with Lazarus and Jesus visit. So Jesus visited often in the home of Lazarus. You can find that in Luke. Um, I think it's 10 verses 38 through 40, but it talks about it's Bethany also known as the town of Mary and Martha. It was about two miles from Jerusalem on the Eastern side of Mount Olivet. It is feasible to think that when Jesus was in the area that he would stop by to visit this family. Jesus did not very much with people other than the disciples. Most of the activity and work was around and with the disciples. John Wisely in his notes tells us that Lazarus was approximately 30 years old at this setting and he lived another 30 years following the resurrection. The Godhead never shows respect or partiality for any particular person, but it is evident 
much and spent time with him. <laughs> so we're going to talk. Uh, so now it's it. we're going to get into this. And Jesus' evaluation of the situation is going to be in John chapter 11, verses 6 through 16. So in verse 6, starting in verse 6, it says, When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Oops. Sorry. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again. His disciples say unto him, Master, Jesus answered, Are there not twelve if man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of the world. But if a man walketh in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things say, these things said he, after after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus asleep, but I go that I may awake him out of a sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his de of his death, and they thought that he had spoken of taking of of taking uh, said Jesus unto them plainly is dead and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent ye may believe nevertheless let us go unto him then said Thomas which is called Didymus unto his fellow disciples let us go that way we may die with him so it may it may appear that Jesus was not fully compassionate by lingering for four days before going to the home of Lazarus. His purpose for waiting was to show forth the glory and the power of God. Like in John eleven forty, it says, Jesus saith unto her, said I thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. A very interesting statement is found in the following verses in John eleven seven through 16. So at, at the end of 16, it said, and Thomas said that we may die with him. It is likely that Thomas expected they would be stoned if they went back to Judea. Verse 8 suggests such. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again. Thomas' eagerness to die for the Lord, he was just making a statement. <laughs> Thomas, which is called Didymus, means that Thomas had a brother that looked just like him, probably a twin. Didymus is where we get the word ditto. Esau and Jacob were known as Didymus. Thomas was his Hebrew name. Didymus is, or is his Greek name. If I said that wrong, let me know, Pastor. <laughs> there are two ways to take this statement. 
one that Thomas was speaking previously, claiming that it was foolish to go seeing they would surely that it was foolish to go seeing they would surely be stoned to death. He was willing or two and the Lord even in death. It is proper it is proper in interpretation to take the tense that would speak of moral character first rather than taking the negative sense. Jesus teaches about the resurrection in verses 17 through 29. Jesus always uses experiences to teach those about him. William Burkett makes the following observations concerning the resurrection. His one was his divine nature is the efficient cause shall raise our bodies out of the dust by the power of his Godhead. B was his human nature is the exemplary cause or pattern of the resurrection for which reason Christ is called the firstborn from the dead. For though some were raised before him, yet was his resurrection the cause of their resurrection. That, and then also that Christ not only asserts himself to be resurrection, to be the resurrection, but also the life. I am the resurrection and the life. That is, I am the cause of life, natural, spiritual, and eternal. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall not, shall never die, that is, eternally. Through his body, though his body shall die because of sin, yet his spirit shall live because of righteousness. Martha states her belief in the resurrection. She says, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Martha since her into it at once, the doctrine of the resurrection was commonly held by all the Jews except the the Sadducees. It was, in their view, however, a remote, impersonal affair, a distant event, powerless to comfort and bereavement. From this comparatively cheerless hope, Jesus would draw Martha to look upon himself as both resurrection and life. <clears throat> so the doctrine of the resurrection is the hope for the believer. In John eleven twenty five, it says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die, believest thou this. <clears throat> so now we're going to skip over to, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For it, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them 
also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from the heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and with, a, and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. In these days of darkness and depression, Paul is saying, be comforted, be, be comfort with the hope of the resurrection. <clears throat> so in Luke 21 verses 20, starting with verse 25 through 28, it says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, the stresses of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and for looking after the, those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift your heads, for your redemption draw nigh. In 1 Corinthians 15, 52 through 58, it says, In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, this, then shall we shall be brought to pass the saying that it is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks to God, which give us the glory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So then we're going to get to Jesus' compassion for those that he loves in verses 30 through 38. In verse 35, it says, Jesus wept, right? It has, been it has been remarked that this is the shortest verse in the Bible, which we know it is, but it is exceedingly important and tender. It shows the friend, a tender friend, and evinces his character as a man. And from this, we learn that 
the most tender personal friendship is not inconsistent with the most pure religion. Piety binds stronger than ties of friendship, makes more tender the emotions of love, and seals and sanctifies the affections of friends. It is right, it is natural, it is indispensable for the Christian to sympathize with others in their afflictions. In Romans 12, 15, it says, Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Sorrow and death of friends is not improper. <clears throat> it is right to weep. It is the expression, it is the expression of nature and religion. Does not forbid, oh wait, sorry. It is the expression of nature, and religion does not forbid or condemn it. All the that religion does is they in this case is to temper and chasten our grief to teach us to mourn with submission to god to weep without murmuring and to speak and to seek to banish tears not by hardening the heart or forgetting the friend but by bringing the soul made tender by grief to receive the sweet influences of the Lord and to find calmness and peace in the God of all consolation. We have here an instance of the tenderness of the character of Jesus, the same over Jerusalem and felt deeply for the poor dying sinners to the same tender and compassionate Savior Christians may now come to. <clears throat> In Hebrews 4.15 it says, For we have not, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling, with the feeling of, For we have not a, we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. <clears throat> so now we're getting our my my favorite part of this. Um, and it's it's Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead in verses 39 through 45. Martha's doubt of the power of God in John 1.39, Jesus said, Take ye away the stone, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. She had little faith and had no faith in the fact that he that, that Lazarus was going to come back. Her faith had waned. As each day passed, in earlier verses, her faith seemed much stronger. In verse 26, and it says, And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth, believest thou this? In verse 27, it says, She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the, the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. She believed him to be the Son of God but not convinced that he could completely restore Lazarus to life. She believed he was the son of God, but didn't believe that 
he could restore Lazarus completely to life. So Jesus' display of the power of God in verse 40 says, Jesus said unto her, I said not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Today's delusion of God's power. We see the emptiness of Christianity. The witness of the miraculous power rests in faith alone. <clears throat> so, Our faith today is for the same reason. The reason we do not reach our community with the gospel of Christ is because we don't fully believe in the power. Israel did not enter into the promised land because of unbelief. In Hebrews 13, or 3 verse 19 says, So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. We fail to see the glory of God. All that God is and does is, pos is possessed only by faith. The more our faith increases, the more of his mighty works we will witness. So the more faith we have, the more we witness his works. The more we witness what he is doing, the more blessings he pours out, the more he shows himself to us the more we believe in him, the stronger our belief is, the stronger our faith is. <clears throat> so, so the, the disclosure of this miracle loses, loses him. Lazarus was loose him. Lazarus was wrapped in grave clothes and needed to be unbound. This is symbolic of those who have been regenerated by the blood of Christ. They are saved from sin, but we are, un, we are to unbind them or to guide them in their learning process of Christian living. So if we... If we, if we bring someone to Christ or guide someone to Christ, we still have to teach them and, and help mold them in their walk of Christianity. We have to be able to <clears throat> unbind them, so to speak. So when, when we are saved, we, we are Regenerated, we are washed in the blood, we are made clean, we are made whole, we are made righteous in his eyes. We are covered by the blood of God, right? The blood of Jesus. So then we are broken apart from that sin and it is cast away from us, right? So now we have to maintain that. We have to steadily study and learn and be in it to... to um, to learn how to grow in our Christian living, in our faith. So, Jesus' miracles was misunderstood, misunderstood by the lost world. And so this is all in verses 46 through 53. They question his authority. In John eleven forty-seven, 47, starting there, it says, Then gathered the chief priest and the, the Pharisees a council and said, What do we? For this man doth many miracles. 
if we let him thus alone, all men, all men will believe on him. And the Romans both our place and nation. So disbelief will cause one to question. When one truly accepts and believes in God's in God, questions are answered. So when when we when we truly accept and believe in Him, then our questions are answered about it. He reveals more to us. They sought ways to put Him to death. In John eleven fifty three, then from that day forth, they took counsel together for to put Him to death. Is hindered by unbelief. And this is in verses 54 through 57. He had to sneak another place. He had to sneak another place to do his work. John 11:54, it says, Jesus therefore walked to more openly among the Jews. Walked no more openly among the Jews, but went thence unto a country near to the wilderness into a city called Ephraim and there continued with his disciples. <clears throat> they fabricated a plan to stop him in John 50 uh, chapter 11 verses 56 through 57 it says then sought they for Jesus and spake among themselves as they stood in the temple what think ye that he will not come to the feast. The priest and the Pharisees had given a commandment that if any man knew where he were, he should show it that they might take him. Man, so man's plan only works when it coincides with God's plan. So we can make all these plans and we can make, we, we can... We can set out to do things our way, or, or we think we know what's best, and we're, we're that way. But it's not to work, It'll never work, unless it lines up with God's plans. So if we accept Him and believe in Him and grow in faith with Him and and study His Word and 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 getting a, and, and a good group, a good God-fearing group of friends to help study and help police us up when we start to fall, then we will grow, and then, want, then our plan starts to align with God's plan, and then it tends to work much better. <clears throat> these miracles all these miracles are always meant to teach us a lesson show us a promise or take us to another level of faith let this miracle do for you what god intends for it to do so this miracle of of jesus raising lazarus give me a few more minutes and I'll let you all get back to back to your evenings. I know it's nowhere near as long as pastors, but you guys get a little shorter one today. But we're talking about a man that just raised Lazarus from the dead. There's many, many, many miracles that he did, but this one is 
my 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 favorite one by by far because we're talking about we we see Martha's unbelief in him, but she recognizes him as a son of God. But then this man, Jesus, does something that no one thought he was ever gonna do, like miss that the four days late song or there's the song called um my name is Lazarus and it talks about the the men that might have been carrying the lame man to him and what they said and, and, and Jesus wasn't good enough to do this but the fourth man said hey let me tell you something my name is Lazarus and I know he can do this so what I'm saying in this is Jesus is a man that, that rose people from the dead, that healed people, that healed the blind, that healed the deaf, that healed the leopard, that, that made the lame walk, that, that, that rose Lazarus from the dead, that, that, that on a cross for you, for me, and for everybody else in this world. All right. And this man died on that cross, and then he defeated death, hell, and the grave all together and rose on the third day so that you and I can spend eternity in heaven instead of burning in a lake of fire. So I hope that you all got something out of this. It was kind of a last minute ordeal for me. Um, I do love you all. I miss you all. And, um, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see you all soon. Um, let me go ahead and close this out in prayer and see you guys get half the time off tonight. How about that one? Anyhow, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everything that you have given us, Lord. Lord, I, I just I thank you for the opportunity to be able to spend in your word, Lord, and to learn more about you. Lord, I thank you for Jesus Christ, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the miracles he did, Lord. Lord, I thank you for what he has done to for this world, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the, the, the dying on the cross and the rising three days later, Lord. Lord, I thank you for all of it, Lord. For without it, I would never spend eternity with you. But because you loved us so much, you had sent your only begotten son to die for us on a cross. Lord, I thank you so much for everything that you have done, Lord. Lord, I just ask you to take this study or this 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 word. I ask you to to mend it and to help sink it into people's hearts and minds and give them whatever you want them to have out of it, Lord. Lord, I just ask you to be with the people that are traveling right now, the sick, and the, I ask you to be with each and every one of our church members, Lord. Lord, we, we love them so much, and we ask you to put your hand upon them and just protect each and every one of them and their families and, and and be with this world as they start to open this world back up, Lord, uh, as they start to open America back up. I, I thank you, Lord, but I just ask you as they make decisions on how to open it up, be with the churches as they start to migrate back into their church buildings so that they can see each other again, Lord. Lord, I ask you to be with those people and just just help them and help the pastors make the right decisions on when to do it and how to do it and whatever needs to be done, Lord. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
Y'all have a wonderful night, and Pastor Brandon will be on Sunday morning for you all. We thank you, we love you, and be safe.